With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Hyundai's largest and most spacious SUV has arrived. The Palisade. Test drive it at City Motors Hyundai. Welcome to Saturdays in the Gong on SEN Track. Saturdays in the Gong going again and today we run the Tab Gong, the million dollar race at Kembla Grange. Great to have you listening on SEN Track 1575 or through the SEN app to a show that has a sporting flavour but is all about celebrating Wollongong, the Illawarra and this fantastic south coast. We are coming to you thanks to Hyundai. Hyundai's largest and most spacious SUV has arrived, the Palisade. Test drive it at City Motors Hyundai. You'll find them corner of Flinders and Station Street here in Wollongong. We are broadcasting from the fantastic Wollongong Golf Club on an overcast morning, top of 21. The rain is coming, but it's not here yet. What a week this has been, a week that has seen an Australian boxing star take another step towards becoming world champion. Big name NRL stars, plural, there are a couple of them, have announced they're stepping on to new clubs, but in more than 12 months. So that's a talking point we'll get into later on. And the big news this week, Australian test captain. An Australian test captain has had to step down, capping a remarkable 24 hours. Good to have you listening. Saturday's in the gong. I'm the Matt with two Ts, Matt Russell. Here's the Matt with one T, Illawarra Hawks legend, Matt Campbell. Matt Campbell, can you confirm to listeners that you rode here this morning as you approach 50 years of age in a few years (laughs) on an electric car? 15 is the eco part, Right. 20 is the drive mode and sport mode, gets you to 25 k's an hour. Please tell me you came here on sport mode. Absolutely, <laughs> I was flying down there. Wearing my helmet, by the way, just to make sure I'm safe. Now, I heard in the news that schoolies is on. I know there must have been a great temptation for you, Maddie Campbell, to go to schoolies <laughs> and become a toolie, but instead you went to Huskisson this week, beautiful part of the world. Why should we all think about visiting Huskisson? Oh, just amazing. Lightable spot down the coast and, you know, anywhere else in the world you'd be taking a million photos. There we were down with the family enjoying the peace and quiet. It wasn't mm. actually as busy as I thought it was going to be and just an amazing coastline down there. Even though it was raining, still went in the water with the kids, was out there for a fantastic spot in Actually is the water. It's amazing. And the sand, still, even though it was overcast, the sand quality was amazing. Well, we're broadcasting, as I mentioned, just a couple of metres from Wollongong City Beach, Wollongong Golf Club, beside the practice tee. Good to see so many golfers out and about. We'll speak later on to the club pro here. Greg Kerr is along. Of course, we'll celebrate the gong, this million-dollar race at Kembla Grange extensively this morning. We'll interview the local jockey on the local favourite, Brock Ryan's coming along. Michael Craig is the racing manager. We'll speak to Michael, get a track update and get his thoughts on the million-dollar race. Alex Volkanovsky, our UFC world champion, he's going to give us his thoughts because he's a star out there today. He's banging the gong to start mm. proceedings at Kembla Grange. Deputy Lord Mayor 
Tanya Brown is along. Last week we spoke to the Lord Mayor, so I thought we'd better get the deputy along before the local government elections. Nick Squires will give us the surf update. We've got all our regular segments, Matt's Mock, Matt's Miscellaneous Matter, and Christian Zyder. I'm looking forward to talking about real estate, but also sporting franchises and the value thereof. Now, you captained the Illawarra Hawks successfully for a very long time. This week's big story has been... Australian cricket captain Tim Payne stepping down amid uh, lewd phone text messages uh, that was investigated by Cricket Australia in 2018. He was exonerated, but now they come to light. I believe that it's the only action Tim Payne could have taken. Um, I don't know how you can have what many see as the highest post in the country, Australian Test cricket captain, when you've um, been involved as a married man with children in that sort of exchange having bestowed yourself as a very clean-cut leader of that team. So I think he's made the right decision. I do have questions. How did Cricket Australia uh, decide there's nothing to see here in 2018 and, and give him that leadership role? Probably because of a dearth of leaders elsewhere. But as a man who has captained professional sports teams, are you comfortable with Tim's pain, Tim Payne's decision oh, to absolutely. stand down? Yeah, totally. I'm with you on that one. It's um, you know an honour to be a captain of any team and, and, and being bestowed as the captain, you've got a responsibility and that responsibility is to lead the team but also lead as a role model for the community. And you, you're right, no bigger captaincy than the, the captaincy of the Test cricket team in Australia. So, yeah, it's um, shocking timing, obviously, from an Australian sport point of view. We're going into the Ashes coming up and... The English, I've seen their uh, press have jumped all over it and given us a belting. So, you know, I, I just think that it's the right decision and he's, done, and he's done it at the right time. Let's bring in the hard-working Illawarra Mercury sports editor, Tim Barrow, a regular on Saturdays in the gong. Good morning, Tim. The question now, who should become Australian Test cricket captain? Are you a Pat Cummins fans or do you want to see it go back to someone like Steve Smith? Oh, it's a fascinating uh, decision now, isn't it? I mean... I tend to think that if Cummings doesn't get the job now, they'll never, ever appoint a bowler as a captain for the rest of time. I mean, he, he seems to be the standout option. I, I struggle to see how they'll go back to Steve Smith just because given Tim Payne's taken the fall here now, the fact that he got the job because Smith stood down, um, you know, I just find it hard to believe that they would go back to Smith from here. Uh, they've talked about Labashane as the potential... Uh, other option, and, and he's, um, I guess, had a couple of on-field moments that he probably would like to have again. So, um, you know, Cummins certainly seems to be the standout option. Oh, I agree with you totally, Tim. Um, you know, and it, and it is, it's a looking a little bit like politis- uh, politics at the moment, isn't it? It's at the, uh, the people standing down here and there. But I, I think Pat's shown that he's got a maturity that deserves to be a captain. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to that decision. Hopefully that comes soon. I think it's disgraceful, though, on the, on the part of how Cricket Australia have handled the whole thing, just given, you know, this happened in 2017, and whatever you make of the issue, that's one thing. But Tim Payne was placed as the Australian captain based on credibility and, and rebuilding the reputation of Australian cricket. And, you know, for all we knew along the way, he'd certainly done that. He'd led the way, he had a good on-field, uh, off-field persona, on-field demeanour, he he sort of rebuilt that Australian reputation of, you know, tough but, but fair cricket. And then to get to this point, what, two, three weeks out from an Ashes and we're talking about him standing down over an issue that happened before he was captain. I mean, it's, it's an absolute disaster for Cricket Australia. 
I've got big questions, Tim. I want to know why Cricket Australia decided to act as it did in 2018. I also want to know why and how the matter has come to air now on the eve of an Ashes series, so to speak. But they are questions for your paper to cover in coming days. I want to jump into the big event in the Illawarra today, the Million Dollar Tab Gong. Your back page of the Illawarra Mercury has a story about Chris Waller, this master trainer with four runners today. He's targeting the $580,000 first prize. Given the fact that Nature Strip, one of his runners, won the Everest and very elegant, won the Melbourne Cup. Gee, Chris Waller, he might just add the Tab Gong to that today. Yeah, absolutely. And when he spoke to, to Cameron Mee, my, my colleague there at the Mercury, he, he, he really did give it a lot of respect as a race. And I mean, he obviously would say good things about it. But, you know, for a man who's won a Melbourne Cup and an Everest in the same year, uh, to be bringing four very good runners, certainly two standout choices. Um, we had a tissue as the, the main uh, sort of photo there as the back page. And uh, it may well start favourite yet. There's been a, a fairly good push for it yesterday and today, and it's sort of into around the 550 range with Count to Rupee, the local chance drifting. So yeah, Chris Waller. I mean, it's um, it's an enormous year to uh, to take out you know the, the two biggest races in in Australian racing, and uh, now to finish the carnival in in this kind of style, it'd be uh, it'd be quite a feat. Yeah, absolutely. So, do you think it's because of him that, that uh, tissues coming in so 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 quickly, or is that actually on merits on the horse's ability? Yeah, I mean, you can always bet with confidence with Chris Waller horses. You know, he aims them really well. He's got such a you know a big stable of of so many talented horses. I think I think a tissue is just really well placed here. It's got a, a nice. Uh, a nice barrier, and that, that just gives it a, a chance to have a, a really nice sort of run in, in behind the speed, just get that, that soft trip and then present at the right time. Um, it's been in the right sort of races. It was, it was four lengths off uh, counter rupee in the Golden Eagle, and um, that probably sounds like, you know, that it's, it's not quite up to the mark, but I think it ran up the back of uh, just about every horse in the race at that stage and uh, mm-hmm. didn't have a lot of luck in its last two. So, uh, you know, you, I think a tissue will be pretty close. It doesn't mind a bit of, bit of rain in the track, which is um, probably unlike Arameo, the other, um, the other big waller hope that uh, really likes the drier track. And certainly if it was a, a good four out there today, I'd be, be happy to be backing uh, Arameo and... Uh, of his others, I think Reloaded's a nice little each-way hope too. So, um, yeah, he's got a, a great hand to play today. I can hear listeners jotting down your tips, Tim Barrow, <laughs> as is Matt Campbell here, and you're spot on. Arameo into favouritism now, $5 favourite. So it's an open field, count to Rupee, the local hope, the local runner, blowing from its opening price at three ten out to six fifty. So your words regarding Arameo already being picked up by the punters. But when it comes to count to Rupee, wouldn't it be wonderful to see a local horse win the million-dollar feature, and especially with a local jockey on board. We're going to speak to Brock Ryan after the break, but there's a fairy tale waiting to happen. A boy born and bred in the gong who left and came back. Wouldn't it be great to see him ride the local horse as a local boy to a big local win? Oh, and he, he said uh, after the Golden Eagle where he was nailed on the line by I'm Thunderstruck and he said, oh, I feel like I'm going to cry because he, he just he thought he had the race nailed <laughs> and you know to, to win a $7.5 million race I mean, it, it, it's life-changing in terms of their career, even to pick up 
the, the second place prize money, which was 1.5 million, but to just go so close. And I mean, this is a huge opportunity for them today. Uh, like you said, the, the hometown hero, the hometown jockey on their home track. I mean, he's got, he's got a job to do. He, he did say on radio this morning that he would um, look to go forward and sort of be in the first six or seven, which probably will leave him in that, that three wide running line and he'll have to try and get a bit of cover and then um, run into the straight and, and hope that that big turn of foot uh, is there. But like I, I was down at um, Price's Stables during the week and Counter Rupee has just got got a real presence about him. He, he knows he's a star. He he just soaks it all in. They had the you know the cameras and, and everything there, and he um, you know he knows what he, he knows what he's about. And um, I think uh, as long as he doesn't get into to any real trouble, he'll um, he'll still be right there and finish. Yeah, beautiful horse. Let's hope that Count Ruby can get up today. What else you got in the paper today, Tim? Yeah, well, we had quite a bit on the, the gong. Um, obviously, just being such a big race, it was a bit of a shock to the system actually having to iron a shirt. I've been working from home <laughs> for a couple of years, and um, so that was a bit bit of a bit of a change to get ready for the races today. Um, but, yeah, all their other stuff, obviously we had coverage of the uh, the, the Tim Payne situation and um, um, I guess the, one of the other the big events is the um, Sydney Derby in the, the A-League in the first round uh, this this week and um, we've got Philip Canchar, uh, who's a, a local from down here. He's part of the, the Wanderers squad. Um, so he sort of had his first season with the Wanderers last year after being in, in Europe before that and uh, no doubt he'll want a, a win in the, the Derby in the first game. Well, overnight, Melbourne City 2-1 against Brisbane Raw. Today, as you touched on, Tim, a Sydney derby, Western Sydney against Sydney FC, and a Melbourne derby, Western United against Melbourne Victory. So we look forward to those games tonight. Enjoy that iron shirt. We've been sitting here this morning watching a few early morning golfers have a couple of beers. I don't want you to have any before midday, okay, Tim? (laughs) Stay off the drink until midday. I'll try and behave myself, but I'll tell you what, it does feel a bit like Christmas having a million-dollar race in our own backyard, so I'm, I'm pretty excited. No, nah, it is exciting. Thank you, Tim. Enjoy the races. We'll talk to you next week. Great good chat. Cheers. Time for a break on Saturdays in the gong. And, Maddie, when we return, I'm looking forward to this, we'll speak to the young man who's going to ride the local favourite, Count De Rupi, hopefully to be first past the post. Yes, thanks to City Motors Hyundai, corner Flinders and Station Streets, Wollongong. This is Saturday's In The Gong. The two mats, Russell and Campbell, with you again from the beautiful Wollongong Golf Club on a sensational morning. It is dry for the time being, which will please plenty of trainers and plenty of jockeys as we look forward to the million-dollar tab gong unfolding at Kembla Grange this afternoon. 16 runners chasing a first prize check of $580,000. The third running of this fantastic feature and there is a local hope. Count the rupee ridden by a local jockey. We look forward to seeing how this race unfolds and who is in front at the end. Brock Ryan, we hope it's you. Good morning and welcome to Saturdays in the Gong. (laughs) <laughs> I hope it's me too. Uh, good morning, fellas. How's things? Very well, mate. And I tell you what, you, you bring a great story to the race today. As a local man born in Wollongong, I know you spent time on the far north coast, but you returned to the gong. Uh, you worked with Paul Murray, son of the late Bede Murray, who had Universal Prince, of course. Tried a stint in Sydney, but thankfully you saw the light and came back to the gong. You've linked with the price stable. And am I right in thinking today is your final race day at your local track, Kembla Grange, as an apprentice? 
Yeah, you're pretty on the money there. Um, yeah, like you said, you pretty much told everyone, you know, what my apprenticeship's been like and how it started out. But yeah, it's a big day today for me. Um, it'll be my set. It's actually next Saturday is my last um, days of claiming apprentice in Sydney. But um, yeah, to, to to win the gong today, it'd be sort of basically like going out with a bang, wouldn't it? So it's very exciting, and I'm um, looking forward to today. After running second to I'm Thunderstruck, you wake up this morning for a big local feature. Are you the sort of jockey that has a few butterflies? How are you this morning, Brock? Yeah, I, I still do get a, a bit of butterflies on big race days, but I think that's a good thing. It means you're, you're sort of you're, um, excited for the day ahead. And, um, yeah, if you can, if you can uh, work off those, those butterflies, um, I think that's the right thing to do. But, yeah, I'm hoping to go one better today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thanks for coming on, mate. Matty Campbell here. So, um, you know, it, it is such a great story having a local jockey on a local horse in the biggest race in, um, you know, in the gong. So from our point of view, we're so excited and we, we do wish you all the best. Has, do you feel the pressure from that point of view? And, and it's been such a, an amazing ride. I, I watched the Silver Eagle and, you know, I can't believe you stayed on the horse and, and it ran on so well to, to come in and get third in that one. And then, yeah, to be pipped on the post in such a big race, the other one. You know, are you excited? And how is the horse going? Has it got a, has it got a good chance today? Oh yeah, for sure. I'm super excited, and it'd be a nice headline for the papers tomorrow. Me and the bosses could take it out, and um, yeah, do do the Wollongong crowd. Um, yeah, he's, he's he's a very good horse. He he can't he's favourite for a reason. Um, and yeah, only had to see his run the other day to know that he definitely can be a winning chance in a race like today. It's a bit, bit of a shame we drew such a bad barrier, but if this rain comes like they're predicting, it might be the right place to be on the track out in the middle, out in the middle there, and um, getting some clear air. Best part of the track that Kembla's usually yeah to the middle to the outside when it's wet. I'll come back to that wide barrier draw, Brock. But your story. Yep. Like any great fairy tale, it hasn't been all plain sailing. You've had a busted pelvis, broken shoulder, busted ankle, severe tendonitis. You've broken your leg, but still here you are on board the favourite in the million-dollar race. What would it mean for you to win today? Oh, it'd be just a huge thrill, and I'd probably be able to give myself a pat on the back and say, well done at the end of the day. Um it's actually six years ago to this day that I rode my first winner at a little track called Adam Inaby. So, and it, it got called off today just because of the COVID. Um, they haven't been holding those little non-tab meetings. But yeah, it's exactly today that I rode my first winner six years ago. So, it's been a long, a long apprenticeship, and like, you, like you went through all the injuries I've had, the ups and downs, and I actually walked away from racing for about four months at one stage and said I didn't never wanted to ride a horse again, and um. You know, got my head back in the right place and come back. And, yeah, here I am today um, flying a flag for Wollongong. Hopefully now, Brock, winning the big one. Yeah, absolutely. Is it true that that four months you spent over in Bali surfing, is that what I hear on the grapevine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a little, um, yeah, what do you call it? It was a holiday, but um, it, it needed to get, it needed, I needed it just to get back in the right right place i um i wasn't i wasn't happy i was going to the races unhappy and you can't be doing that when you're racing for big money for owners and um yeah i just took a step back and thought about what i really wanted to do and 
went to Bali with my brother, went surfing and went and spent a lot of time with my family back up in Yamba and um yeah, got happy again and come back to racing and not looking yeah, looking back at it was it was really good. And how good are those two dollar massages in in Bali, Brock? The two dollar massages, <laughs> fantastic. I, I tell you what, my boys are like you. If life's not quite working for them, they get in the water and have a surf, and it sorts everything out. And we're glad that you got sorted out and returned to racing. But just expand on your family a bit, because I believe Mum Sandy was a very good um, surfer or, or water person. And are we right in being tipped off that Dad was nicknamed Midnight and he worked in the pits here in Wollongong? Uh, yeah, Midnight's my grandfather. Okay, yeah, right. grandfather. He's a, he's, a, he's a well-known fella around the, around Wollongong and Sandon Point. Uh, he did work in the pits, yeah, that's right. And, um, yeah, he's like the godfather of Sandon Point out there. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and my mum was a, a professional surfer for a long time as well, so, yeah. Sandy, yep. That's all too, yep. Yeah, unbelievable. It's a, it's a great story. It's a great from the gong to be able to have that, you know, that surfing side. And we are so lucky. We talked about going down to Huskisson, um just last weekend, and the coast is such a beautiful space. And, you know, we are lucky all through COVID, from my point of view, with the kids, it was so easy to get through that lockdown, having the water, the water so close, finding a beach with no one else on it, uh, and, and being able to release those pressures of life just by getting in the water. And I love that. The other thing I love to do to do that is the golf course, which we're sitting right on now, which which is a spectacular day here at the Wollongong Golf Club. And, you know, they're just some of the relaxing things we can do here on the coast. Hey, Brock, how do you go with the golf club? Do you like uh, around here or there? I, I've actually just went and got fitted for a new set of clubs last week. So I'll, I'll get them in a couple of weeks and um, start getting getting into it. I haven't played much throughout my life, but just lately, I've, recently, I've started to play and I'm enjoying it. So, Yeah. Well, you know where to have a hit, mate. Come to the wonderful Wollongong Golf Club. We are broadcasting from the golf club today. Beautiful morning, and uh, the rain's not here yet. Back to racing. That's why we got you on, because Count Darupi, <laughs> the local hope in the Tab Gong. Chris Waller has four runners. We know what sort of spring Chris has had. You've got last year's winner, Arkademus, back. Dawn Passage, the runner-up, is trying to go one better this afternoon. Who do you rate as the biggest danger to Count Darupi? Yeah, I think it's going to be Chris Wallace's horses. Um, he's such a great trainer, and um, yeah, he's got James McDonald and Karen McAvoy on his horses. So I'm probably the underdog, even though I'm favourite. Um, but yeah, I'd say probably Aramayo and a Tissue. They look the, the two form horses to beat for sure. Well, Arkadamus like and Dawn Passage, nice, like you, mate, they, they yeah. drew wide, but but Robert. And Luke Price, the training connection. What instructions, if any, have they given you regarding this barrier 17, if I'm not mistaken? Uh, what, uh, how do you handle that? And who do you listen to, Robert or Luke? <laughs> <laughs> I won't answer that one. <laughs> nah, I listen to both. They're both very good mentors and very good bosses, and they've been around racing a long time. But on the racing side of things, Luke's, Luke's been in there and actually raced himself a lot, so I listen a lot to him when or his instructions. Um, yeah, look, from a speed map point of view, I think I'm going to have to go forward from that. You either go right back from a barrier like that or you go forward and try and slot in. So I think I'll roll forward. It's a very long back straight at Kemba Grange. You've got 600 metres straight to work out where, what you want to do before you start turning. Um, so I think I'm... I'm best off rolling forward today, and if I can get in six sevenths, 
somewhere like that in the run, um, and I'm, you know, have a horse to follow, I'll be very, very happy. Well, Brock, there'll be a crowd of more than 5,000 there today. It's been capped, but they will still make plenty of noise. And if you're in or near the lead of the 200, I reckon you'll hear the crowd roar. The city of Wollongong is cheering you home today. I looked at your record. Some listed you with 228 wins, other 229. Do you know what it is exactly? How many wins have you had? Um, no, I don't. I wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> well, let's, let's say really it's 229. Take the, yeah, take the top one. Yeah, I hope, yeah we'll go I hope, for the top <laughs> I hope your 230th, if it's not early today, comes in the gong already with more than $11 million in prize money. You're a jockey on the rise. Brock Ryan, thanks for being part of Saturdays in the Gong and Godspeed today. Good luck, Brock. Thank you, fellas. Have a good day. Good on you, Brock Ryan. 27 years of age. What a fantastic asset for, for this city to have... Brock Ryan riding not just at Kembla Grange but around New South Wales, around Australia, doing so well. A jockey to watch for anyone in this great area. Yeah, absolutely. Just a real, you know, ambassador for our region and the best of luck for him today. Time for the news and afterwards we're going to speak with Alex the Great Volkanovsky who's banging the gong at Kembla Grange to start proceedings very shortly. Hyundai's largest and most spacious SUV has arrived. The Palisade. Test drive it at City Motors Hyundai. You're listening to Saturdays in the Gong on SEN Track. Saturdays in the Gong coming to you from the Wollongong Golf Club. Yeah, the Palisade. You can test drive it. Go to Flinders... Street, Wollongong. Matty Campbell, you've been appreciating the Palisade from a distance. I I, I'm tipping it's going to be in your driveway very shortly. I tell you, if the kids had anything to do with it, absolutely. <laughs> yes, one of the daughter's friends has one and apparently amazing on the inside. Larger than it looks and it's quite stylish. I, I'm actually impressed by the, the Palisade. You'll get a job at City Motors with uh, wraps like that. Fantastic. <laughs> As you heard in the news, the New South Wales-Victoria-Sheffield Shield game will go ahead today. Put back 24 hours after Victorian Will Sutherland tested positive to COVID. He has only minor symptoms. He's in good spirits, probably doesn't actually know he has it bar the positive test. But here's an indication about the way we're going to move forward in the sporting landscape. They tested the rest of the Victorians. They came back negative. So we'll we'll isolate, we'll quarantine, and the game will go ahead. Expect basketball and A-League as the odd COVID case comes out. You won't see sports shutting down or games being abandoned. You'll see the affected people quarantined and the rest of the competitors going at it. So we seem to be moving away from shutting down, locking down, stopping everything, which is good. Absolutely good. Yeah, yeah. It's different, definitely different from what we had last year with um, with all the bits and pieces. Any kind of sniff of uh, COVID would have, shut, would have <laughs> shut down the, the whole thing. And it's good to see that we're evolving in that space. And, you know, as professional athletes, they've got to evolve that way and be careful about what they do. But, you know, it, that fine-tuning, isolating individuals and, and treating it as an individual case is is the way forward I think and and, and I'll show and then I think as a, a general punter going along to the games and doing bits and pieces we'll appreciate that as a fan a bit more. Yeah well despite uh, COVID we are emerging and case in point Kembla Grange today a crowd of more than 5,000 there'll be more in coming years but it's capped for the time being first race 12.20 last race at six o'clock so an afternoon of fun at the Illawarra Turf Club and centre stage out there is Alex the Great Volkanovsky, a proud former Warilla Gorilla rugby league player, now a UFC world champion, uh, 100% 
famous throughout the Illawarra for his achievements in the octagon. He's going to bang the gong uh, to start proceedings, and he admits that he loves a day at the races. He'd be here now with us, but he's sparring. I think he trains with the Dragons between 9 and 11. So, sadly, Alex can't be with us live. However, he did speak to two fantastic fellas, Joel Kane and Brett Finch, as part of the 1170 SEN drive show. Here is Alex the Great Volkanovsky on the honour of ringing the gong. I'm pleased to say this fellow here, he's just a champion. He's a knockabout. He's a huge name. Our man Dom knock has been about, Knock him out. Knock him out. <laughs> Our man Dom reckons he's the greatest featherweight champion of all time in the UFC. And I'm pleased to say he's chiming in the back line into driver Joel and Fletch on this Friday afternoon with Finchie. Alexander the Great, Alex Vol- Volkanovsky's on the line. G'day, mate. I'm good, boys. How are you? Uh, mate, <laughs> talking about a legacy in a lot of sports, and a, and a lot of it, you know, in UFC, it seems to be spoken about more, you know, because it's an individual sport. For yourself, mate, you know, do you do you think, does that drive you in training, your legacy, or for you is it, is it just on to the next fight, concentrate on that? Because, you know, that, that's such a big word, and obviously it has a huge part in, in the sport, which is, you know, just it's getting bigger uh, every year, UFC. Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's a weird one. For me, it's, it was always about, you know, just, you know, being successful, make that money and all that type of stuff. Worry about the next opponent. You know what I mean? I was just, just me, yeah? Like, just whatever. Whatever job is in hand, I'm going to go take it, take him out. You know what I mean? That's how it was. But now, um, I, I am all about the legacy, you know what I mean? And I, I'm, uh, I've got a pretty good uh, resume at the moment. And, you know, what I mean? you start, you're, at, you're, at a, you're at a point where you're like, you know what? Like, we ain't far to, you know, the, 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 being the goat of your division, you know, pound for pound number one. You know, I'm pound for pound number two in the world right now. You know what I mean? So the legacy is, you know, you know, we we definitely work and working towards a, a big legacy. So now it's it is about that. I'll be I'll be honest. I am. A, it is on my mind. It is something I think about. Uh, you know, every time I, you know, we talk matchups and all that, I'm thinking about yeah, this is good for the legacy and all that. I never used to be about that. Whoever was next, who what got me closer to the title, all that type of stuff. Now it's yeah, these big fights, the best guys, the guys that people think can beat me. Let me just prove these guys wrong, and then you know, no, no one, no one can, no one can doubt me ever again. You know what I mean? They can say I'm the best and, and leave a, a, a great legacy behind. Okay, let's talk about the gong. The gong, the gong. gong cup tomorrow. Yep. I'm looking forward to that. You know, just a, you know, you bring up the quarantine and all that. And now to be out and doing all that type of stuff, you know, I'm keen. You know, I can't wait to go out there, have a beer, uh, have a little punt, and uh, pick some winners. Count the rupee. And that's the, the favourite. Hit the gong too. Count the rupee. That's it. That's a, that's, he's a local horse too. So I'm always back in the local, and uh, that's who I got my on. Okay. Is it true you're going to fight him if he loses? <laughs> if, <laughs> the horse. If, he, if you lose your money on the horse, you will fight the horse <laughs> on the track if it takes your money. Yeah. I'll just say, you're an embarrassment to yeah. my area. You know what I mean? You know, we got nothing but winners Is, out there. You're the favourite too. Letting me down like that. It's going to be waste my money too. It's going to be the first man we see <laughs> tap out. It'll be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> loving it. By the way, here's the details on the gong at Kemmler tomorrow. The gates open at 11 o'clock. You can buy through Mosh Ticks uh, or the gate to avoid the delays. First time the region has been able to acknowledge Alex Wynn as well, so they can get around the great man tomorrow. Uh, you're going to be doing signings between 1 and 2 p.m. at the public lawn. Fashions of the field has a prize pool of 10K for the men and women. There's food trucks, bars across the course, the two-time uh, Canadian club bars. You've got the oh. Mr. Consistent Cocktail Bar, the Saint and Sinner Kombucha Bar. <laughs> Uh, it is all happening there. But uh, Alexander the Great, the champion of Australia, 
uh, the champion of the world, in fact. He's going to be there uh, tomorrow as well. The great, all the best on the punt, all the best on the day. Enjoy it. And great to have your company here again on Drive with Joel and Fletcher today, the great man, Brett Finch. No worries. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. I'll see you later. That interview yesterday afternoon, Joel Kane, Brett Finch with Alex Volkanovsky, the kombucha bar. Don't worry about the kombucha. You don't want to be on kombucha today, do you? It's an alcoholic kombucha. So <laughs> there I'm you actually, go. I've actually seen that. The wife's interested in that, so I'll have to try some of that today, I reckon. We sell it in the cafe, actually, the non-alcoholic kombucha. <laughs> right. But it's right. good for you. Oh, it's good for you. So Alex Volkanovsky, he's going to bang the gong. He can't just bang it. You've got to give it a straight right or a left uppercut, doesn't he? He can't just do it normally. <laughs> I was going to say, you don't want to break any knuckles, but I've seen him fight. I don't think anything's going to break those knuckles. So I'm looking forward to see how vigorously he goes after the gong. Uh, in your 524 NBL games, any fights? I've I don't think f- so. I've had a few. Have you? Had a few, but like the good thing about being on a basketball court is there's plenty of cameras around. <laughs> so you, you can pretty much stick your face right in there knowing that you're unlikely to get hit. So, But I, Shane Hill and I got into a scuffle a few times. We might oh, that's right. Ripped a few jerseys off a few people here and there. But um, ultimately, how, you, you can't, like I said, you can't get in too much trouble on a basketball court. Hammer told me you won every one of those fights. Is oh, that right? Yeah, of course he did. <laughs> <laughs> Just like his hair's natural too. <laughs> I won all my fights by about 50 metres. That's about <laughs> The best thing I can say. Do you like boxing training? Was that part of um, basketball preparation? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, we did a fair bit of that stuff. And um, David Boyle was our weights coach and sparred with us quite a fair bit. Um, funny enough, um, we actually got to uh, hold the gloves for Mundine when he was uh, injured one day, when I was injured as well, when we used to train with the Dragons. Yep. And wow, all I can say is wow, how quick was that man <laughs> with his hands. So fantastic. He didn't miss the gloves and connect with your chin at any stage? No, he didn't, thank God. Okay, right over a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what we did during lockdown. We spent plenty of time in our own backyards, so to speak, and what's the best part about Wollongong that we wouldn't have discovered if we weren't perhaps in lockdown and later up, later on, the Deputy Lord Mayor Tanya Brown is going to give us her thoughts, maybe on the business awards last night and the gong. Plenty more still to come. You're listening to Saturdays in the gong, SEN 1575. Hyundai's largest and most spacious SUV has arrived. The Palisade. Test drive it at City Motors Hyundai. You're listening to Saturdays in the gong on SEN Track. 13 and a half minutes to 10 o'clock, a dry morning still in Wollongong. The rain is coming, but it's not here yet. As a result, everyone playing here at Wollongong Golf Club is having a good time. Well, at least if their balls are going straight, (laughs) they're having a good time. We're here, of course, thanks to City Motors Hyundai, one agency, Zeidler Waller, Wollongong Golf Clubs, I mentioned, and one of your favourite local businesses, Matt Campbell. Yes, Impact Garage Doors. Fantastic local guys that uh, look after any garage needs. Um, yeah, just a, a good um, ambassador again from the Illawarra point of view. They've been serving um, garage doors for the last 20 years. So if you need a new garage door, give the Impact Garage Door people a call. I love your garage door. Couldn't begin to imagine where it came from, Matthew, but anyway. <laughs> now, lockdown. What did you discover about your own backyard during lockdown that you mightn't have discovered? if we were able to travel or weren't restrained like we were. I'll give you mine first. It was the wonderful Wollongong escarpment. I I walked up through the escarpment and there are so many trails. I'm not talking about just the main trails like the Kira Ring Track, etc., etc. There are trails everywhere, many of them built respectfully and looked after and used magnificently by mountain bike riders. And I chatted with many of them, all good men and women who use the escarpment, look after the escarpment. And I'm thinking to myself, we could make this the mountain bike capital of the world with, with shuttles from the bottom up to the top, with uh, a little bit of business around it, not a lot. So 
the escarpment trails, I bumped into Freddie Thurgate uh, on one of my walks, and he recommended an app called All Trails, which you type in, and, and you can't really get lost. If you do, you just walk to the bottom and there's a house there. <laughs> so get up into the escarpment, have a walk. It is a magnificent uh, feature of this great region. And, yeah, mountain bikers, enjoy. I, I know that might not be everyone's, um, you know, wish, but everyone I met was so respectful, so good, and if there's no one using this gun, what's the use of having it? So let's use it. I agree with you totally. It's a fantastic part of the world. And, you know, we were the same with the family from our point of view. With limited amount of people, the kids had their friends and, and went walking up and tried all the different tracks, the, the main ones. They did mm. the, you know, Mount Kimbler, the Mount Kira, all those kind of bits and walks. But, you know, again, it comes down to educating our kids about what we have here in the Illawarra, as well as utilising that great escarpment. You know, we've got the beaches. Everyone knows about that. But, you know, we are so unique in the Illawarra for the fact that we have the beach so close to the escarpment where you've got a five-minute drive to get to wherever mm. you want or a bike ride and uh, continue to exercise. Now, now one of the things um, that I have noticed since we've come out of lockdown is the amount of people who aren't on the bike tracks and aren't doing the Mount Kira walks. It's, mm. it's strange to see that everybody while lockdown was on was conscious about getting out and exercising and being out with their families and doing bits and pieces. Now we've come out of lockdown uh, and it seems to have gone. So you know, from my point of view, you're even going south, um, heading towards, um, you know, Greenhouse Park, which most people don't know about. It overlooks the golf course and looks out across, um, you know, the beautiful port that we have. Even though it's industrial, it still looks nice. There's so many different bits and pieces around the Illawarra that people should be enjoying. Port Kimber, I'm glad you mentioned it because they were big winners at the Illawarra Business Awards last night. We'll touch on that. We'll touch on maybe the races today at the Gong and we'll touch on the local government elections, which aren't far away. Last week, we spoke to Wollongong Lord Mayor Gordon Bradbury. I thought this week would go to the Deputy Mayor, Tanya Brown. She's coming up after this short break. Yes, Saturday's in the gong, brought to you by Hyundai. Geez, that's said a few different ways, isn't it? Hyundai. <laughs> Hyundai. Hyundai, I'm informed. Hyundai. Wollongong Golf Club are our hosts and fantastic hosts to that. Thanks to Nicole Walker and her team for making it so easy to broadcast from here. Impact Garage Doors. And one agency, Christian Zeidler, is coming up. But uh, last week, I think we introduced the Lord Mayor with the wrong title because I heard that his official title is the Right Worshipful... Lord Mayor of Wollongong, the Reverend Gordon Bradbury AM. By the time you get through that, the function's over. Or yeah, the, the, event, the event's <laughs> closed. But there's a lady who wants that title. She wants to be the right, worshipful Lord Mayor. Tanya Brown, we worship you right now on Saturdays in the Gong. How are you? <laughs> I'm very well. Good morning to you all. What does the right, worshipful come from? Uh, no, I think that's more to do with his reverend title. I'm happy to just be Tanya and uh, happy to be the Lord Mayor if elected on the 4th of December. Yeah, they're not far away now. You're representing the uh, Labor part of politics and you released uh, part of your policy platform this week. Did I read there's a million bucks for sports facilities going to be dished out if you're elected? Well, there's an additional million dollars. So Council already spends a lot of money on our sports fields and lighting but we know there's more and more people who are playing sport. We know there's more women who are playing rugby league and other sports. So we need better change rooms and better amenities at all of our sports fields. And we certainly need more lighting at our sports fields as well. So Labor has committed an additional $1 million uh, if we're elected. 
Uh, music to my ears. Uh, <laughs> thank you for coming on the show, Tanya. Um, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on board. And it is. like We are such a sporting mecca. We've, we've spoken with Alex earlier. We heard him talking about We've got Brock Ryan riding Count the Rupee today in the gong. Um, the Illawarra is such a broad um, spectrum, I guess, of sporting people. And it's good to see that people are starting to put a bit more emphasis on sport. And one of the things, obviously, from lockdown point of view, and Tanya, you would have seen it more with the city, is the fact that we are so lucky to be able to get through that lockdown with the region that we have and and is, is that a big push from your point of view yeah it's sporting is it the the tourism is it the you know improving what we have here in the gong to to you know help the citizens but also encourage people to come down to see the gong i should have put you on my ticket that was fantastic but it's absolutely right i'm also chair of destination wollongong so it's in my dna to promote wollongong but I want to make sure that every suburb, because as you say, through COVID, we all discovered our suburbs again and we discovered our little parks and cafes. Uh, certainly people discovered the Blue Mile in droves, but we've got 17 fabulous beaches to look after and we want to make sure people can get out and have the amenity in their own local neighbourhood and that's what I'm all about. We've got the state surf titles on at, as we speak, Tanya. We're going to speak with Nick Squires after the 10 o'clock news. He'll tell us about the state surfing titles. But you are a great sports fan. I see you at so many sporting events in Wollongong. Where does that love of sport come from? Well, it actually, I joined the board of the Hawks back many years ago because I really respected the role they played as role models for our kids. And I've joined the boards of the Steelers for the same reason. I want our kids to look up to the professional athletes and uh, be inspired to achieve in their own lives. And I felt that was the way that I could make a difference. And uh, we all know I'm a passionate Hawks fan. I'll be there next Thursday night and Saturday night. I'll take yes, a I break from wait. campaigning to uh, put my Hawks shirt on and be out and cheer for the boys. Who is your favourite Hawk and why is it Glenn Savile? <laughs> <laughs> never. I, I would never forget that blasphemy. I found over the years it's safer to just wear the captain's jersey. So I'll have uh, AJ Ogilvy's jersey on again this season. Well played. I hope you've got a number 32 singlet, Matt Campbell singlet somewhere at home. Hey, are you going to the gong today, Tanya? Do you have energy left after the Illawarra Business Awards last night? No, I can't make it to the gong because I am out. I'm in Helensburg at the moment campaigning. Uh, I do have a bet on uh, Aramayu. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. My $3 each way may be well invested. We're hoping that Count de Rupi can salute, Count de Rupi being the local runner, ridden by a local jockey, Brock Ryan, but I hope for your sake that Arrow Mayo is somewhere there at the finish, Tanya. We'll see. We'll wait and see. I'll put another $2 each way on Count de Rupi. <laughs> Well, Tanya, thanks for joining us on Saturdays in the gong. Uh, good luck on December 4. I know you're a great fan of sport and you'll be working tirelessly to help sport in this region. Um, all the best. Thanks for your time this morning and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thanks for having me. Bye. Thanks, Tanya. Yeah, Tanya Brown, the Deputy Lord Mayor, hoping to become Lord Mayor after December 4. But you're right, I've seen her there cheering for you for years, Matt Campbell, at the sandpit, as we call it. Yeah, absolutely. She's been a fantastic supporter of the Hawks and, and, and a good advocate for the Illawarra. The 10 o'clock news, not far away. Afterwards, we're going to talk surfing with Nick Squires. As I mentioned, the state titles are on. We'll also check in with Michael Craig to give us a track update from... Kembla Grange, the million dollar tab gong unfolding this afternoon. It's a huge day at the Illawarra Turf Club. 10 races, 12.20 through until 6 o'clock. We're back after the news.
Whether you're listening through the SEN app or on AM 1575, this is Saturdays in the Gong. We are here thanks to Hyundai. The largest and most spacious SUV has arrived, the Palisade. You can test drive it at City Motors Hyundai, corner of Flinders and Station Streets, Wollongong. Wollongong Golf Club, fantastic hosts, impact garage doors backing the show as well, as is one agency. Matt Campbell, Hawks legend, you had one job last week. Matt's mock was to come up with a tip. Didn't have to be on form, just a name, and you went with Hit the Rim, race three, number six at Newcastle. Well, I can tell you that Hit the Rim (laughs) ran in a race with 15 runners and finished a gallant 15th of 15, which in my books is near last. Not just last, nine lengths last. So that's a fantastic effort by you first Well, I up. did say back at each way. I just <laughs> didn't realise it was going to run the wrong way around the track. Each way, it ran backwards. 15th of 15. So this week, I'm, I'm sacking you. I'm coming up with okay, a tip for right you. On. And given your basketball pedigree, Hawks legend, former boomer, uh, I'm going with high baller. Uh, race six, number 14 at Kembla today. High baller. That fits the bill, doesn't it? Does it does fit the bill. You're tall. Yeah, yeah, You're tall. an ex-baller. Yeah. I played a little ball. Yes, absolutely. Let's hope it goes better than 15th like mine did last week. Well, our next guest is uh, good for a tip every now and then. He's worked at the Illawarra Turf Club as racing manager for 23 years now. Does a fantastic job. And in the past, when I was at Win Television, used to put me in contact with the Kembla Connection to give us a tip on a Friday night before each Saturday Kembla meeting. Michael Craig, it's great to talk to you again. Yeah, good morning, Matt. How are you? Very well, and I dare say you're very well, given that we haven't seen rain to this point. What is the track rating right now at the Illawarra Turf Club? Yep, it's currently a soft five. We had four mils overnight, and that gave us uh, 51 mils for the week. Okay, well, you must be an excited Illawarra Turf Club employee today because the gong, it's only in its third year. We look forward to leaving COVID behind and seeing this race go from strength to strength to strength to help the Illawarra Turf Club only continue its growth and development. Tell us about the crowd capacity today, little gong, how you get tickets. Just set the scene for us a little bit about today's event at Kembla. All right, we were a little bit fortunate in that a couple of weeks ago we received the announcement that uh, there'd be a two-square-metre rule outside. So we're we're probably going to be able to run about two-thirds of our normal capacity um, for the year, which will be... We're set up to cater for a crowd of 4,500. Currently, there's there's still a... Yeah, there are still a few... um, uh, general admission tickets if people want to purchase them at the course or through Mosh Ticks. But uh, all in all, it should be a pretty decent-sized crowd. Oh, absolutely. Hopefully people get out there. And, and there is tickets still available. Get out there, people, because it's nothing better than being at the races. And, yeah, and you know, and it's such a good day, too, because we've got the gong, which is the, obviously the million-dollar race. We've got a local rider and a local horse in it. Yeah. How exciting is that, Michael, to be able to say that, you know, we've you know, a dead-set chance of winning the gong, keeping it here in the Illawarra with a local horse and a local rider. So it must be just a, a dream from the, and from local the range point of view. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, no, that's terrific, Matt. Um Last year, of course, we had Kerry Parker's horse, Think It Over, who ran third in the gong, but he was about 40 to 1 that day, and he's come out since, and he's been a well-beater this year. But um, Count the Rupee, he's already done it. He's, he was narrowly beaten in the Golden Eagle, and he looks like a, an extremely promising horse. And Brock Ryan himself, he's, he's riding with great confidence at the moment. 
he's just about to come out of his time. But um, Rob and Luke Price have entrusted him with a ride on Counter Rupee, which would probably be his, well, it wouldn't be his biggest payday. He, he second in the Golden Eagles worth one and a half million the other day. But it's, it'd be his most important winner so Jeez, far if he's able like to get that. home. Wouldn't you like that horse just to have a bigger nose? I was, I was, I was following. I was on that horse, and I was, I was, I was out of my seat. I was telling you, I was like, I saw nothing. I couldn't even see the other horse in the race until it pipped it right at the end. I was so excited. It's the most excited I've been uh, watching a horse. I must say. I'll give you a tip. All horses have long noses, but I get you. I get what you're saying. Just a bit longer nose. And when it comes to the other runners today, Michael, we know what sort of um, spring Chris Waller has had. Huge stable, nature strip. Very elegant, uh, winning big races. Chris has four runners today in the gong. Last year's winner, Arcademus, is back, trying to go back-to-back. The runner-up, Dawn Passage, is there. You mentioned Count de Rupi being the local favourite before Arameo went past it in betting over the last few hours. But through your expert eye, how do you see this race? Yeah, well, it's even though Count de Rupi's thrown out in 17, um, you know, you probably couldn't find a better start to draw wide from because they've got a 500-metre run to the first corner. So Brock's going to have plenty of time to put him in a position that he needs to. I think I heard him say on air this morning that he was hoping to get across about three deep but with cover through the run. And that's pretty much the way Hugh Bowman always rode Winks. So if he can uh, do a Hugh Bowman effort, I'm sure he'll give Count Rupi every every chance in the race. Yeah, absolutely. So it's an exciting day for the gong and um, and for Kim Grange to have such a great event on. Is there, is there anything else that's going on out there that can, you know, from from a family point of view, is it, if, if the people are looking for something to do today, is there still space? And, yeah, what what, what do you have on offer today out at the Grange? Yeah, there's, there is still room, Matt. We do have a fashions in the field, which commences fairly early in the day. But so then uh, our main... <laughs> Yep. Our main attraction will be, I, I hope I don't mispronounce his name, but Alex Volkanovsky, our uh, MMA champion. So he should be out here doing autograph signing from 1 o'clock until 2 o'clock. And then when the field goes out for the gong, as soon as they get far enough away from the enclosure, Alex will be the guest banger of the gong. Spot on, Alex Volkanovsky. You pronounced it spot on, Michael Craig. And we just hope he bangs the gong with a short right or a left uppercut, something that fits his UFC World Champion title. I want a couple of tips from you before we let you go. Firstly, and most importantly, the tip regarding Little Gong. What should, food should we opt for out there? Does Chico's have a stand out there, or are they not there today? <laughs> oh, look, I, I, I was up there about half an hour ago, and I saw that there's a couple of food trucks up there as well as a, a host of food trucks in the main paddock enclosure. But, um, yeah, the little gong area, it's, it looks terrific at the moment. There'll be bands playing up there. There'll be TAB facilities. There's loaded hot dog stands. Uh, there'll be a big screen directly in front of them to be able to watch the, all the action from. And there's plenty of seating up there. And it, it's, it's all included as part of your general admission. And what's the Kembla connection told you? If you, they're looking to build a bank to have a bet on the big race, is there a tip from earlier on in the program that you might be able to relay to us from that wonderful oracle called the Kembla connection? Yeah, well, one of our imported locals, Terry Robinson from Barry, he's, he's um, 
very hard to beat in any TAB highway race at the moment. He's, I think he's won about a dozen of them. He's got So Say You in the race, who's, I think he's third favourite today, but it's it's coming from a last start win in the highway as well. So that's race two, number two, So Say You. Race two, number two. I love that. So Say You. That That rolls off the tongue. That must be meant to be. Race two, number two, say so you. You're a poet, Michael Craig. Yeah, and it's, uh, I'm just checking at the moment, but Brock Ryan's riding it as well. Oh, meant to be. Absolutely meant to yeah. be. Fantastic. That uh, Let's hope. Let's absolutely hope that we can get Brock Ryan up early, get his confidence up so they can get on Count de Rupee in the main event. But fantastic to have you on board. It's, um, you know, it is a great day. I am noticing just a bit of a change where at Wollongong Golf Club outside. We're noticing a bit of change in the weather. Are we expecting much rain today? Look, the forecast at the moment is late afternoon. We hope that becomes early evening so that we can get the races finished by 6 o'clock before the rain hits us. I'll, I'll ring the big fella upstairs later on, so just hold that rain off. Let it dump after 6 o'clock, but until then, please, keep it dry. You could also give us another tip, Michael, in terms of how to stay awake, because am I right in thinking that you've been arriving at the track at 2.30am in recent months? Oh, yeah, I'm doing that about three days a week at the moment just to test all the um, track work riders and stable employees for their rapid COVID tests. But um, I do get a chance to get a sleep during the day. Oh, you do a great job out there, Michael. We thank you for joining us on Saturdays in the Gong. You've been at the Illawarra Turf Club for 23 years, and even after that time, you can still find a way to start at 2.30am. I know you've been a busy man. Thanks for giving us some time. Most importantly, enjoy the day at Kembla Grange, the million-dollar tab gong not far away. Michael Craig, thank you. Yeah, it's great to talk to you guys, and I'll talk to you soon. Good on you, mate. Thank you. Michael Craig speaking there from the Illawarra Turf Club. Do you know, in a past life, Michael Craig was actually a colleague of a man we had on the show last week, in Andrew Voss. Voss was working in the accounts department up in the Sydney Turf Club. Or, uh, so there you go. Small world, isn't it, it is Matt a Campbell? very, very small world. And it, it, what a fantastic speaker, too, and an advocate for the gong again. But 23 years being at the Turf Club out there and getting up at 2.30, making sure that the COVID protocols all been followed at the Turf Club out there. It's fantastic. And, you know, you don't see that side of it. You sort of forget, like, obviously every different sport had to have their own little bits and pieces. And, you know, the fact that they have to test everybody that touches that track every single day, um, you know, it's just a, it's a tribute to see that what goes on to make sure that we still, as the general punter, can see great races every weekend. I'll have to confirm with uh, Vossi when I next speak to him, but accounts clerk into what he does today, calling rugby league for Fox League and uh, working SEN, breakfast with Vossi, 11.70. Tune in if you can, Monday through Friday. Also on down here in the Gong, 15.75. Great program, and we enjoy having him as part of the SEN stable. Now, time for Matt's miscellaneous matter real quickly. Are you a fan of Cameron Diaz, Matt Campbell? Absolutely, I am. Especially her early work, I imagine. Yes, definitely. She was in The Mask, something about Mary, any given Sunday. Charlie's Angels, what your favourite, sex tape, great movie. Um, (laughs) But when it comes to... Cameron Diaz, here's my miscellaneous matter. Do you know that she's broken her nose four times surfing? I don't. There I you go. You do now. Yes. So keen surfer, but to be better at it, not breaking her nose, she needed to be coached by the Illawarra Surf Academy's Nick Squires. Good morning, Nick. Good morning, guys. How are you going? 
You would have stopped Cameron Diaz smashing your nose on a surfboard, wouldn't you? I definitely would have tried. <laughs> You're not, not the only one. <laughs> hey, Nick, how are the state titles going? I saw them at Winuna Beach yesterday. I went out there with my youngest and uh, had a look. Uh, a great event unfolding in the gong. Are they surfing today? Yeah, they're surfing today. They're at East Coromel Beach this morning. A um, little bit different than the last two days. They've, they've been pretty lucky with waves so far. Um, today's pretty small. It's still definitely contestable, but... Um, Australia's best best kid surfers are, are going ham at the moment at, down at the beach. It's pretty epic. Uh, surf conditions, you've said today's not exactly ideal. What's the best day this yep. week by the looks of it to head out? Yeah, look, probably today at the moment it's pretty nice. It's nice and small. It's clean. The wind hasn't picked up too much. Uh, tomorrow a, a pretty strong southerly buster picks up and it's going to be pretty ugly on the beach, I think. So, yeah, I'd get down, get down there today, jump in the water and, and get wet. Okay, go out today and then have a couple of days off. Uh, Nick, when it comes to surfing injuries, my co-host here, Matt Campbell, had a bad fin gash once. Where did you gash yourself, Matty? Oh, yeah, I had a nasty little fin gash down here at, uh, at Coniston Beach. I won't use the name that most people call it down here. But, yeah, I, uh, I was unlucky enough to uh, get a fin chop, nine stitches, uh, nearly a full day in an emergency up at Wollongong Hospital. Um, and funny enough, didn't even cut my wetsuit. Didn't even know I had the gash until I got home and pulled down the wetsuit and uh, pop, out she went, was a nasty gash on the inside of my uh, thigh. Very close to the meat and potatoes, but we won't explore that. Nick, uh, you would have had a fin gash here or there. What's your worst surfing injury? Yeah, I've been pretty lucky with the the fin gash scenario, but I've I've dislocated my ankle and I snapped my tibia, which was a good one. Oh, nasty. Yeah, when that happened, my leg was on the board and the sole of my foot was pointing back at me. (laughs) Time to get out of the water and get that fixed. Okay, well, we're glad you haven't had any injury like that for a long time. If people want to improve their surfing or start surfing, head to illawarrasurfacademy.com.au. Nick Squires, great to have you on the show again, mate. Thanks, guys. Absolute pleasure. Thanks, Squizzer. And get down and see the state titles at East Horrible there, as mentioned by Squizzer a moment ago. Saturday's in the gong, a break, and then we're back with much more. Get down to City Motors Hyundai, corner of Flinders and Station Streets in Wollongong. This is Saturday's In The Gong. Matt Russell alongside Hawks legend Matt Campbell. We're broadcasting from the Wollongong Golf Club on an overcast but warm morning. Not raining yet. The wet is coming. It's not here just yet. Thanks to one agency, Impact Garage Doors. We are broadcasting on what is still a nice morning. Matt Campbell, some of the sport doing the rounds this weekend. The V8 supercars run at Eastern Creek again tonight and tomorrow. Anton Di Pasquale is on fire at the moment in a Ford Mustang GT. Um, I don't know whether he can drive a Hyundai Palisade. I'm sure he probably (laughs) can, but for the time being, he's in a Ford Mustang. With the big wet coming, race 29 is scheduled for tonight. I don't know whether race 30 tomorrow (laughs) unfolds. We'll wait and see. But last week, watching the supercars at Eastern Creek, and I love Eastern Creek, but it's not Wollongong. The backdrop was a bit plain, I must say. And I thought to myself, as I have for a few years now, if we can have street circuits in Newcastle and Gold Coast and Townsville, why can't the V8 supercars come to Wollongong? Do you want to listen to my... My, my course for you? Absolutely. Throw so, it out to me. So Flagstaff Point, the lighthouse, let's make that the focus. So those yeah. pictures go around yeah. the world. Uh, we start in around there, up Cliff Road mm-hmm. uh, with the, the coastline there, Burke Street, 
to Coromel Street where we've got the straight. Yep. Down to, say, Bank Street. A little bit of a hill too. Yeah, yeah. Get a in- bit of action. Include Harbour Street. Yeah. So there's the sort of backdrop for the track. Are you on board with me or not? Oh, absolutely. I think it'd be a great idea. Come down past the Wollongong Golf Club as we are absolutely. here. Absolutely. Hit, hit the U-turn down the end. <laughs> I, I actually think it'd be great. Like, I'm, And we are. We love motorsport here in the Illawarra, and I actually do love it myself, and it'd be fantastic to see it. And I can't see why it doesn't um, have an opportunity to be here in the Illawarra. Let's start the movement. Hashtag, what is it? Get the V8s to the gong. V8s to the gong. Supercars in the gong. Something's... Supercars in the gong. Mm. Let's let's get it down here where the backdrop would be fantastic. Just mm-hmm. a step up or two from Eastern Creek. Now, the other news uh, this week has been on a rugby league front where we've seen some big player movement. Isaiah Papali'i, who was a former warrior, uh, went to Parramatta and had a breakout season. He signed with West Tigers, a big get for... Tim Sheens, Michael Maguire, and the crew at the Tigers. But that's happening in 2023. He's a Parramatta Eel for another 12 months. And Viliami Kikau, the Premiership-winning Panther, has signed with Canterbury. But again, starting in 2023. Don't ask me why Canterbury put a Bulldogs jersey on him, why he's still signed with Penrith. That's bad, even if it, they, they're blaming a leaked a leaked photo, don't do it. Don't yeah. put it on him at all. It's disrespectful to put him in your cellar in a Bulldogs jersey while he's still a Panther. Yeah, hard to support when you see someone like that do, do bits and pieces. I, it's a remarkable uh, outcome that happens in, in the sport of rugby league yeah. when it happens that way. You've now got to play for a team for a whole 12 months and, and then focus on being a good teammate, doing what you can for that team, knowing that you're going to play for someone else. It's a real, as a sporting person, be very tough to do. And you know, I, I, you've got to think that it wouldn't affect them from their performance day in, day out, but it's got to be in the back of their mind. And fans, I think, are relatively forgiving. I think that Penrith fans will cheer, kick out next year, and Parramatta fans will hope that Papa Lee has a great year. And they'll treat them with respect and probably idolise them like they would have anyway. But in the back of their mind, watching Viliami kick out with a man-of-the-match performance next season or, or Vil- Papali'i career over a try, they'll be thinking, we're losing him next mm. year and, mm. and have a sort of sour thought in the back of their mind. I agree with you. Like the, the, the hardest thing I think is going to be, but what happens if he has a bad game? Like as soon as he, he has, now. As, soon, as soon as he has a bad game, the, the, the general panels will jump on. They will be straight on his back. I think that just puts so much pressure on the athlete to uh, to perform week in, week out, which they are professionals. But yeah, for me, I just don't like it. I just, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Okay, time to discuss our biggest sporting impact of the week. It's called the Big Impact. And it's thanks to Impact Garage Doors impacting homes in the Illawarra for 20 years. It's a bloke who actually took an impact, didn't deliver the impact. I'm speaking of Japanese fighter Takeshi Inouye, who was beaten by Tim Zhu on Wednesday night. And Tim Zhu went 20-0 unbeaten. But I tell you what, we had so much respect for Takeshi Inouye, who just took a hammering. Uh, some of the punches were, were unbelievable. Oh, Yet he got the 12 rounds out. Physique, like what they, the big talk before the fight was about his physique and how, how, you know, how intimidating he looked as a fighter. Man, he could take a punch. I was, uh, I was super impressed with, obviously, with Tim Zhu, the way he fought. His ability to now become a, a technical boxer was fantastic. But, yeah, the, the absolute beating the Japanese fighter took was amazing. And to still be standing and, and still actually look like he wasn't beaten yeah. to a pulp. Yeah. It, was, it was amazing. Our big impact award winner, Takeshi Inouye. Here he is, as is Tim Zhu. I want to set something up. Oh, the big right hand gets through from Tim Zhu. Straight through the guard. Now he's on the run and Zhu attacks. And Zhu 
Takeshi Inouye. Inouye needs to weather a storm here in round number five. Well, he did weather the storm. Mm. He weathered the storm, and Tim Zhu said it was like hitting a brick wall. He was squealing. The opponent was making noises to suggest he was in trouble. But as is, I suppose, the Japanese fighting spirit, they mm. refused to go down, and uh, he won plenty of admirers despite being beaten to Keshi in a way. And now, Tim Zhu, we wait to see whether he'll have his world championship bout next bout or whether he'll be made to wait but he wants to go to Vegas fight on the biggest stage there is in Las Vegas win the world championship and come back to Australia to defend it and I know that he has a country on board unlike many other boxers have perhaps since Jeff Fennick yeah agreed he's just a, he's such a good advocate for the country it is the way that he goes about himself he, he yes he's a fighter he's got that self-belief that you have to have to be a fighter but he just seems to have a persona about him that he's driven you can see it in his eyes He's not scared of taking on any opponent. He, he wants to get better at his craft and, and fight in, fight out. He is doing that. It's exciting to see. And, you know, I, I, I can't wait till he gets to that uh, opportunity to be on that big stage. And, you know, I'm sure we're going to have a world championship, a world champion on our hands with him. The promotion on Wednesday night was fantastic. Uh, no Limit Boxing doing a great job. It was shown through Foxtel's main event. Ben Damon, the commentator, outstanding. I just thought it was a polished performance Agreed. by everyone. And... I look forward to seeing him fight perhaps where his dad now resides in mm. Russia. I mentioned that Jeff Fennick had a following, so too cost is you, mm. Tim Zhu's dad. Also, there's a new stadium being built at Randwick uh, that will be a huge facility. Imagine an open-air world championship defence. That would be sold out, and it would be an atmosphere unlike many others we've seen, I reckon. Yeah, agreed. I, again, you know, it's something to have this, a fighter like him being able to showcase his skill set in a big arena where we've got, you know, COVID-free uh, people sitting around. I, you know, that's just fantastic. And let's hope it happens. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Well done, Tim Zhu. But hats off to uh, the Japanese fighter who was just fantastic through the 12 rounds, Takeshi, in a way. A break, and we're back with more. Wollongong is shining today, even under heavy skies. You're listening to Saturdays in the Gong. This afternoon, and it's been great to speak with so many people involved with staging that event this morning. We're here thanks to Impact Garage Doors, one agency, Wollongong Golf Club, and, of course, Hyundai. Test drive the Palisade at City Motors Hyundai when you can. Good to see the dry still being the case here, Matt Campbell. We thought we'd be... Uh, under rainy clouds by now. Yeah, we thought we'd be swimming by now. and it, um, Yeah, it's fantastic that it's hold, held off so far. And uh, I do notice the golfers starting to wear some uh, longer attire. Uh, so it does <laughs> has dropped a few degrees. And I, I dare say we're going to get some sprinkling at some stage. But hopefully the majority of the rain comes after the gong later on today. Very shortly, we're going to speak to one agency's Christian Zeidler about real estate. But along the money and investment basis, I want to talk about... Uh, actually, let's go to, to Christian uh, now. Very shortly, we're going to speak about uh, owning sporting franchises and the investments they can give us. But great supporters of this show, one agency, Wollongong, um, a revelation in real estate, and that's an understatement. Christian Zeidler, good morning. <laughs> oh, good morning, Matt. How are you? Good, mate. What's the feature property today? You told us about Burke Street last week. I trust you. I trust that one's hurried off the for sale list. What are you featuring today? We've got uh, we've got a lovely house in the little village of Kierville, twenty four William Street, Kierville. Going to be open today, one to one thirty. If you come along to that, it's just a lovely little uh, character filled cottage on a beautiful little, generally 
rolling parcel of land. And we're even going to have uh, Dennis from Pellegrini's serving free coffee. Uh, so get get along and join us for that one this afternoon, 1 to 1.30. Oh, Z sounds amazing, mate. Um, I know Dennis really well, so oh, he does a great coffee out of that van of his too. So uh, it, it is a it's, a it's a nice little spot up there. Like, you do have that ability. It's a real sort of country feel in, in Kiraville, and it, it has become such a bit of a mecca for those lot of local coffee shops and stuff. So what is the selling point, Christian? What, 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 what do you see as the benefits for being in Kiraville? Oh, look, it's city fringe. You've only got two sets of traffic lights between it and the CBD and then most, you know, getting to the beach nice and easy as well. I grew up in Kirovan myself, so I'm a big fan. You've got the beautiful little village and, as you said, you've got a choice of coffee shops, the butcher, Kirovan Public Schools po- uh, popular, and then, of course, you've got one of the best universities in Australia, pulling on uni, on the fringe of it too. So there's a heap going for it, real family-friendly, good place to grow up, kids. Hey, Christian, I asked uh, Matty Campbell, what do you reckon Christian would be backing in the tab gong today? So Matty looked through the starting field and he came up with four horses that he thought fit the way that you describe yourself. And he came up with, number one, (laughs) I am Superman. Uh, Number four, count the rupee because real estate agents count their rupees often at the moment. Uh, Number 14, soldier of love, with the emphasis on love. And the first emergency looked like Elvis. Uh, does one of them oh. jump out to you, Christian? <laughs> oh, all four have just got me to a T. <laughs> ah, I, I love call 14 the because, yeah, I love, I love, uh, I love 14 uh, because my, my favourite numbers are seven and two. Um, okay. So, what was that one? The Doctor Love Doctor or something? Soldier oh, of Love, yeah. Christian. Soldier, Soldier of Love. Oh. Of love. <laughs> yes, now, now, mate, love is a battlefield. That one. Put my money as on we that come. One. In, as we come into summer, if you're a homeowner and you're thinking of putting a pool in, does that increase yep. the value of your home, reduce it, or is it neutral? Give us your expert advice. I'd say it's 50-50. You get 50% of people, obviously, they're looking for it with the lifestyle everything comes from it, and then the rest of them have already owned a pool and want to get away from the maintenance. So it's really okay. about what you're going to get out of it. I wouldn't add it to a property... Um, to add value because I think what you spend you've got to watch if you put a dollar in you don't just want to get the dollar back you want to actually you know return on investment of two or three dollars in return Um, so I'd just hold the money if you're going to sell okay you've got a spare bedroom in your house what should you do with it turn it into a bedroom or make it a study now that more people are working from home Oh, look, study's just as popular as a bedroom and obviously being able to work from home is so popular now so with if we're styling a property, um, we're happy to lay a desk in that bedroom uh, because obviously that offers the benefits and sells the dream of being able to, you know, drink your coffee and work a, a pair of shorts and a, a business shirt. Very good, very good. We're speaking with Christian Zeidler from One Agency, Wollongong. Zeidler, Waller, Christian, I thought we'd keep you on for this bit of a chat regarding sports franchise ownership. Matt Campbell has worked for the Hawks, he's played for the Hawks, he's helped keep the Hawks alive. But when it comes to rugby league, South Sydney this week had Mike Cannon-Brooks, the tech billionaire, worth about $25 billion, buy into the Rabbitohs. So now they've got a tech billionaire, James Packer, another billionaire, and a Hollywood heavyweight in Russell Crowe in the ownership of South Sydney, which continues to go from strength to strength. I had a look at the value of some US sporting franchises. The Dallas Cowboys, nearly $6 billion. New York Yankees, uh, 5 and a bit billion. The Golden State Warriors, I'll, I'll use basketball, Matty, given that you're here, they're valued at $4.7 billion, right? 
Big they numbers. were bought in 2010, so let's call it a decade ago, by Joe Lacob and Peter Gruber for $450 million. So in 10 years, they've gone from $450 million to $4.7 billion. Does that sound like a good investment to you, Christian Zeidler? That's not a bad return at all. Uh, just Unfortunately, it's, it's just the starting point that stands in the way of $450 million. <laughs> <laughs> Not for a good real estate agent, surely. Well, it depends how cheap you can get your money. Um, <laughs> you can that, get that, it next to let... nothing and, it, you know... Not too many guys are handing out that $400 million without any bits and pieces. So, so Christian, from your point of view, like give us the Illawarra. What, what has been the best in the Illawarra for, for that kind of appreciation? Not obviously those kind of numbers, but what, the suburbs. What, what's the suburbs around the Illawarra that you have seen the biggest change during COVID and um, probably pre-COVID? Well, let me set it up because in the last five years, the Golden State Warriors have increased 147% on their value. So I suppose the question you're asking, mate, five Christian, is... 140%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. 140%. So what suburbs in the Illawarra have spiked? Are we looking northern suburbs? Oh, look, anything, and, and sorry to blow your trumpet here, uh, Matt, but anything walking distance to the beach and with a parcel of land, they've, I mean, overall we've got 30% increase on houses in the Illawarra this financial year. So far, and we're still, still going. I think it's probably levelling off now. We just sold one in Story Street, Ferry Meadow. The owners there bought that in end of 2016 uh, for 680000 and that's just turned over at 1.4. So that's, that's doubled in you know, about four and a half years. That's amazing. And that's in alignment with most sort of beachside suburbs. So you name it, if you're looking at, obviously, Coldale right down to Wollongong. Uh, anything that's walking distance to the beach with a parcel of land, they've basically doubled in the last three or so years. So pretty good. And if you live there, capital gains free. So paying zero tax, it's a great way to make money, this whole property game. Mate, so that ten million dollars, uh, if you can get that for my place, absolutely happy to sell. <laughs> Let me tell you that it's on the market at ten. It's hey, on the market, all right. <laughs> You've been yes, fantastic, mate. mate. You've only made one mistake. You said Matt Campbell lives within walking distance of the beach. He refuses to walk. He, he drives to the cul-de-sac and then walks through the golf club to the beach. Refuses okay. to hey. electric scooter. He sweeps the sand off his front porch. He doesn't have to walk far. He came here on electric scooter this morning, and uh, I'm just glad I had a car. Around, I'm putting he pinches the it off the kid. He doesn't wear a helmet either. But anyway, we'll yes, talk that I into do. it. Christian, I know you've got a busy day ahead. Good luck with that property that you mentioned from one to one thirty at Kiraville later yep. on today. Uh, one agency woman gone. Just say it again, mate. Twenty-four William Street, Kiraville. Okay, thank you, Christian. We'll talk Lovely. to you again next week. Thanks so much, Matt and Matt. Thank you, Christian Zeidler, One Agency, Wollongong. A break, and then we're going to come back and speak with the club pro here at the Wollongong Golf Club, Greg Kerr. Yes, thanks to City Motors Hyundai, thanks to Impact Garage Doors, One Agency, Wollongong, and, of course, our hosts, the Wollongong Golf Club, where the club pro is Greg Kerr, and I'm delighted to say that Greg joins us on Saturdays in the gong. Good morning, mate. As you look out over your course, the Wollongong Golf Club, it is a jewel in this wonderful city. What a picture. It's in great shape at the moment, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's fantastic, and thanks for having me on, Matt. And, yeah, it's, we've got a 125-year anniversary next year, and this, this golf club's been here for, obviously, a very long time, and I think we're just, we're, we're so, the members and, and the club just so lucky to, to have this place. Yeah, it's great. My co-host, 
sitting beside us, Matt Campbell, played <laughs> your wonderful course on Wednesday. What would you yes, say I if I told you that he had a nine on the first? Well, <laughs> it's less than double figures. That's not a bad start, but um, you can get better from there, Matt. Oh, the pressure. I teed off at 6.15 on, on a uh, comp day, and uh, the pressure of having the, the older statesmen around me looking at me when I hit off, I didn't actually get much past the girls' tee on my first shot and then tried to recover my way through to a, uh, to a, yeah, a four. I think well, it's the positive a, there, you didn't have to shout the bar. You got past the ladies. That's exactly <laughs> right. So, yeah, it was, but, but you're right. The course is in such a great nick at the moment. Like, it, it's as good as I've seen it. And, um, yeah. you know, that's a credit to the, to the crew um, that look after maintenance-wise. Um, you know, and, and there's some great quality golfers playing at the moment and the club's going gangbuster as far as membership. Yeah, like um, we've just come through, you know, pretty um, hectic, um, you know, with the pandemic, um, and the golf course was just heaving. We had we had basically um, fully booked every day. So, and coming through the middle of winter, when when the growth's not very you know, as good during the winter, our course staff just did a fantastic job to to maintain it and get it to the point where we're in now in the spring, you know, ready for the full growth. And yeah, it's it's immaculate. Um, and yeah, just wanted to, on that note, just wanted to say thank you to the members um, for s- supporting the club during the whole pandemic. It's, uh, I guess, golf was one of those only things that they could really uh, do to keep their mental health going, and, mm. and we could do it in a safe way. So um, yeah, we, it, and golf really kept the club going in, you know, from a financial um, point of view as well. So uh, minimising some of the damage with the club closure. So yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's a, uh, a Lynx course right beside Wollongong City Beach. In fact, some people walk through the golf club to get to the southern end of City Beach where you can walk your dog, etc. And it's a, it's a great walk just getting to the beach when you walk through Wollongong Golf Club. When the uh, south-easterly or nor'easterly blows and sometimes howls, I imagine it can be very, very tough going out there. Yeah, well, uh, being a Lynx course is very exposed. So it, it's not a long golf course, but Lynx doesn't necessarily mean it's it's you know, a shorter course doesn't mean it's easier because yep. with the prevailing winds as you said whether it's a Ask nor'easter <laughs> nor'easter or the strong westerly or the southerly the golf course can play very different so um it's a great test uh of golf and the undulations that you have on a links course obviously makes it that much harder too you've got the sand that's right beside it to actually played really well and the greens are holding up extraordinarily well and, and it, it, it is a tribute to the illawarra to have it so close to a city it's like you know walking to literally get off the train and yeah, you can walk right. here straight away yeah, which is unusual for us for a golf course yeah it's very unique and i think that's part of the reason why it's um, been an attraction to um, for a lot of major events over the years we've had three pga championships here we've had um, australian boys amateur championships we've had uh, well this coming january we've got the new south wales amateur so you know a lot of those factors come into it it's close to sydney it's you know the accommodations nearby it's everything's accessible so um, yeah, we've been very lucky in, in, that, in that sense as well. So, yeah. Greg, if someone's listening and thinks, you know what, I want, I want to go down and see what these fellows are talking about, do you have to be a member or can people walk into the pro shop and have a hit at certain stages of the week? Everyone's welcome. So members, uh, visitors, you know, even if you're not a member of a golf club, any, everyone's welcome. Um, of course, just make your booking and, and yeah, you can pay your green fee and come out and enjoy this wonderful course. Okay, let's get our final breakaway. And when we return, Greg's going to stay with us. We'll talk basketball, we'll talk golf, and we'll wrap up your second ever Saturday in the gong on the day of the Tab Gong, the million-dollar race at the Illawarra Turf Club. Matt Russell and Matt Campbell with you on Saturdays in the Gong, joined by Wollongong Golf Club Pro Greg Kerr. Greg, it's meant to be Spring Cup Day here at <laughs> Wollongong Golf Club, but it's a long way from spring, seemingly. 
Yeah, it's a little bit cool out here today, but um, yeah, it's our annual Spring Cup, so thanks to our major sponsor, Fenton and Associates, for the continued support. Um, but so far, it's, it's holding off, so, um, but I'm meant to be out there this afternoon, so it's, it's bound to rain. <laughs> As players come down here and see your smiling face in the pro shop, Tell us your story real quickly. Are you a Wollongong boy? How yeah, long I'm, have you a, been I'm here for? a local lad. Yeah, I've, uh, well, I've been at Wollongong as the head pro now for about nearly eight years. Um, been a PGA member for over 20 years now, so I feel that makes you feel old. <laughs> can, you, can you fix Campbell's swing? Anything can be done. <laughs> Anything can be done. <laughs> Don't say that too far. Don't, I'm very patient. <laughs> very patient. You need to be with my swing. What about the improvements to the course that are coming? There's a, a few plans on that front, aren't there? Yeah, the club's committed to a, a $1.2 million uh, irrigation upgrade. Uh, so that'll, that's already commenced and we'll be continuing that um, and will be completed within the next five years. So that'll really lift the course um, and basically drought-proof it. So um, a lot of the irrigation is quite old and uh, um, in many areas. So uh, that will re- really lift the place. We're broadcasting from Wollongong Golf Club. I reckon there's some gentlemen up the back who are bound for Kembla Grange later this afternoon. They're here with their, their finest on and they're um, having some mineral waters as we speak by the looks of it. Rich Hips is the outsider. Rich, Rich, Rich Hips, is that, is that your tip? Yeah, Kurt? that was the first one that caught my eye. Well, I can tell you that the punters club that I'm in needs uh, Miss J Fox and Suave to run a place in uh, each of their two races. Uh, you mentioned your 125th anniversary, a full calendar to be unveiled as we get closer to that. But the longest day is coming up. Tell yes. us about the longest day here at the Wollongong Golf Club. Yeah, the longest day is a council initiative um, that obviously raises money for a very, very um, uh, great cause. Uh, so that's on the 13th of December this year and we've got a full book of uh, 85 players. Uh, many of them played last year as well. We ra- actually raised $75,000 last year, which was amazing and we really want to do as good as we can again this year. So if anyone would like to donate, just go to the Council Council website, The Longest Day, and, and search for the Wollongong Golf Club and, and donate. Okay, so great course. You. Get involved. Uh, of course, golf is just part of the rich sporting tapestry that is Wollongong. Very quickly, I want to touch on some of the major teams that operate out of here. The Wollongong Wolves' uh, next FFA Cup game has been announced against the Central Coast Mariners. It will be played at Wynn Stadium. So let's get a big crowd there to cheer the Wolves on, who are in the uncharted territory when it comes to the FFA Cup. The Dragons, they are continuing their pre-season. We hear that Tyrell Sloan, a development player, will be upgraded. He'll become the 29th member of their 30-man squad. So one more position to be filled by the Dragons when they so choose, if they so choose. And the Hawks, they play tonight against Melbourne United as the NBL Blitz continues. Melbourne, Illawarra following New Zealand against South East Melbourne. The Hawks uh, won their first game against the Phoenix, 116-112 to 112 in overtime. Justinian Jessup was good. Tyler Harvey was good. Matt Campbell, through your expert eye, with one look at the Hawks pre-season. Very early on, did you like what you saw? Oh, I loved what I saw, to be honest. Um, Gorgian did a good job. The coach obviously did a good job of spreading the time around and, and getting everyone some opportunities. But, you know, there's a lot of improvement with that group. The, both imports that are new to the country are, are trying to find their feet. And it normally takes a few games before they will start to hit their straps. So, all in all, a pretty good hit out to start with. And uh, looks like an exciting season for the Hawks. Overnight, Brisbane 100 beat Perth 90, so it's Brisbane and Adelaide on top 2-0. and o. They'll be joined by Illawarra tonight, of course. We're backing the Hawks to 
beat Melbourne. Uh, of course, Illawarra here next Thursday against New Zealand and then next Saturday against the Sydney Kings. So a bit of pre-season rivalry to unfold next weekend. And we might get um, Julian O'Brien, who was the former Mercury editor, now working with the Kings on to talk up that Saturday game next week on Saturdays in the Gong. Greg Kerr, Wollongong Golf Club Pro. Has it only ever been golf for you or did you dabble in other sports as well? Yeah, I dabbled in other sports, and basketball was one of them in my younger day, but a few too many ankle injuries that sort of turned me off it, but I still follow it, and my son's actually just discovered who Michael Jordan is, so he is just fanatical about him and jumping in the backyard trying to do all the moves, so yeah, I miss, I do love my basketball, and I, I should come to some games again for sure. I saw the Michael Jordan clip again being interviewed by Letterman during mm. the week where he said, Dad's 5'6", all my relatives are 5'7", um, no one in the family's more than six foot. The milkman, though, was six eight. That's right. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> exactly. Or the house down. <laughs> yeah. he, he had the delivery of delivering on the court and off it. So it's not raining yet in Wollongong. So the golfers are enjoying themselves. What do you? You must feel some pride when you look out and see a busy course like this. And, oh, and, that's and right. Yeah, the way it is. It's a very well supported club, and we have you know basically two hundred players every Saturday comp. So it's you know it's a lot, lot of time. There's a wait list as well. So. Um, yeah, it's a very popular club and our membership's actually capped at the moment so um, that's how popular it's been it's the first time in, since I've been here that the membership's been capped uh, but there is a wait list so if you're interested to join the club by all means fill out a membership form get on the wait list Is Campbell going to jump the queue? Are you going to be made to wait mate or are you going to come straight in? Well, I don't want to play on the weekend, so that surely that gives me a little bit of an opportunity. I'm okay. not a weekends is kid sports for me, so but during the week I definitely want to be out here on the course. Time is getting away from us, but uh, Greg, what's the par around the course? Par seventy. What's yep. your best round here I've at Wollongong? I've had sixty-five, but okay. that was you know, quite a while ago. I'm, I'm slowly. I've got to start practicing more. So my somewhere near my, my ninety-eight. Son's beating me nearly. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Greg Kerr, great to have you here. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Maddie Campbell, as always, been a privilege and Thanks, a pleasure Maddie. to have you here. Enjoy the rest of the day in Wollongong. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.